Big news, Joe. Big, big news. There is some big economic news for the area. Yeah. Big, huge. Do you want do you want to tell them? Uh, sure. There, yeah. get, there, get ready, everybody. Johnson okay. County. Johnson County. DeSoto. The DeSoto. old Sunflower Munitions Plant Okay, yeah, yeah, is going to be a new factory for Panasonic to make automotive um, electric car batteries. Woo! How exciting is that? I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Um, this is a big win for yeah. the area. Oh, absolutely yeah. it is. Good jobs. We like jobs like that because, you know, yes. manufacturing jobs like that, that, those get paid. Those are good pay, right? Uh, I Yes. Yes. From what I understand, yeah, they uh, jobs in auto manufacturing are still... Um, good middle-class jobs. And um, this is a good thing to, um, I mean, we're only going to have more and more electric cars every year. It's just going that way now. Absolutely. Um, That's absolutely true. As much as I love my Camaro with a V8 uh, and love the sound of it, but um, you know, it'll, it'll be a relic one day. Um, Well, it's nice to have options. If you want to drive an an EV there, here are your options. A lot more options coming out. You know, we want those batteries. Uh, the, the the technology enhancement and batteries over the last 10 years, 15 years has come a long ways, right? It, it keeps moving forward. And um, we want that to be a place where that innovation is going to happen. And uh, what what are the numbers on it? Like 4,000 jobs with it? 4,000 jobs. That is a 4, big 000. impact. Oh, yeah. For our area. So to have this one, something, something that... Um, is going to be a bigger and bigger piece of just consumer spending electric cars to have that anywhere in the United States is a big thing to, oh, to sure. have that on our shores and then to have it so close to us and to have it at an area. <laughs> I mentioned the sunflower munitions plant that has been an area that um, has had some environmental issues and has been difficult to do anything with to finally be able to do something with it productive uh, instead of just have it be an environmental catastrophe just sitting mm-hmm. there, you know? So what does this mean? The question is, how does this relate to real estate? What does it do to home prices? What does it do to home selling home, buying home? I guess uh, from selling home, I, I don't know about, like, I think we're kind of at a, like housing prices have been going up and up and up. I don't know if we're at, it seems like we're at kind of a, a sand, and I, I, hate to, I don't want to use the word standstill, but it seems like it's cooling off a little bit. I think that's a fair thing to say. Uh, leveling out is a good way to put it, a plateau, um, because um, prices haven't come down much, um, and the projections are that they won't, in okay. spite of the fact that interest rates are going up and inventory is going up as well. So we need some jobs that pay yeah. well that, that people yeah. in this area can get yes. and they can buy these houses. Absolutely. Yeah. Jobs equal um, houses, you know, so that that's great for my business, um, you know. I'm not going to be greedy, Brian. If I can just get like 10% of those people, you know, just, just 400 home buyers, 400 home buyers. I don't think that's very much to ask at all. 10% isn't a lot of anything. So, so Hey, Panasonic future employees, you need to reach out to Joe, the realtor, Joe Stevenson. And, uh, you know what, you know, DeSoto, you work, you know, Johnson County very well. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't know DeSoto is in Johnson County. I mean, well, yeah. a lot of people maybe in my, in Lawrence and Douglas County don't yeah. know that maybe. Yeah. It, it does um, sit in a, actually, it's a nice spot between it the is. two. Yeah. I have a friend who lives in DeSoto. Yeah. It's very nice. It yeah. It's great. And there's like a lot of area for opportunity for development. Yeah. 
Um, even driving out to DeSoto, like we hit K10 on a way to DeSoto before we hit, I think it's, it's a Kill Creek or Cedar Creek, the exit there. It's, it's Creek. Creek is in the name. Yeah. I think it's Kill Creek or the, something. Like they're, they're both, I think those two exits are in succession. On, are they? Okay. Yeah. But on K10 heading out, I've saw a big development uh, in, outside Eudora. I think mm-hmm. that's probably, that. that's on the Douglas County line. I, I don't know where the county lines are drawn, but I assume that's in the, the Douglas County area. And you keep on going. It seems like there's more construction. There's yeah. uh, going on there. So DeSoto looks like a looks like a pretty nice little area there. It it is. Um, it's it's a little bit overlooked, but um, I think that's just because it's one of those places on the edge of the metro. It it's on the very west portion of what I would consider the Kansas City metro area, and um, it sometimes it takes a while for those places to gain traction. But um, yeah, um, working in Gardner. For a long time, Gardner, Edgerton, DeSoto, um, those areas, Spring Hill to some extent, they kind of touch each other. Spring Hill's a little more off to its own, but um, they all kind of touch each other and are kind of similar sized communities. And they're all, they all kind of co-promote each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um, yeah, I've done home tours in DeSoto. I, um, I remember the first time I did an open house, I sat in an open house in DeSoto. I, I was surprised. I was like, oh, this is like a regular Johnson County subdivision that I didn't know was here. Shame on me. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. hey, that was that was 10 years ago. I learned my lesson. And um, <laughs> I, I don't feel that way about DeSoto now. No, yeah, no, you've opened your eyes yeah. driving through that portion of the area, right? Yeah. I mean, pretty much what it means when you've got that much open area and not that big of a population, it just means you've got upside for growth. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? Yeah. oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Imagine like what? person living in Olathe 60 years ago before you know it. I mean, it's going to, yeah. the soda is going to be part of like the Metro. We're not going to even think of anything of it. I bet you eventually in 60 I, years from now. Probably. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. 90 years old selling houses. I'm like I remember I our pod- remember that podcast when we were like, how, how <laughs> <laughs> it's its own little spot. And now it's like taken over. <laughs> yeah. Podcasts will be so such a quaint uh, retro thing by then. So we'll be, I don't know, recording stuff that like, I don't know, downloads directly into your brain by then. I don't no, know. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, telepathy casts oh no it'll be like nostalgia it'll be retro like they'll want to go back to fm am fm podcasting like no we don't do that anymore we're back to like the radio waves like (laughs) well we're back to that now okay if there's two things you should invest in it's real estate and am radios (laughs) (laughs) hey have you seen what vhs's are going for these days on amazon it's like 400 bucks you know that doesn't surprise me because um yeah people our age um that our can, memories are on VHS tapes from us growing up yeah. in the 90s. Like, those are all on VHS cassettes. We want to watch them. Yeah. Like, well, I can't find a VHS player. I have to go buy one on Amazon, like 400 bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody who has like active memories of the 90s has touched a VHS. And mm-hmm. yeah. And the, yeah, there's a little bit of nostalgia to it. You know, I don't know. It'd be like our parents um, buying a jukebox or something, I guess, <laughs> or a rotary phone. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, I remember those. I had a friend who had one of those. Um, so back to DeSoto. DeSoto. Before, before we get off on a nostalgia the journey here. Manufacturing electric cars. Yeah, that. yeah. And okay, so, and this is great because um, I was living in Lawrence. One of the biggest kind of things I don't like about living here is uh, if you want to like a job that pays like 40, 50, 60 grand a year, and, or I, let's just put a number at 55 plus, mm-hmm. you have to commute to uh kansas city and get one of those like mm-hmm. if you want to work in an office around here if you want a job that pays you 55 plus you have to like run a fast food restaurant in lawrence yeah work at the university work at the hospital yeah be a business owner of some kind 
mm-hmm. the, the trades uh, trades possession that can you can do that obviously easily, but you t- they tend to either work in the trades or own the business. But if you want to work in an office or do like uh, manufacturing, there is Berry Plastics nearby. I think the starting salaries are uh, wages there are about fifteen bucks an hour, which works out to about thirty some thousand dollars a year for entry level. Yeah. And I I don't know what the the management I assume management would be close to fifties in the fifties territory. Yeah. Um, so, but if you want like uh, like the 55 territory, you have to go out there. So DeSoto to have that kind of access to get that kind of job that let's say like of those 4,000 jobs, I, I would presume and uh, like the berry plastics manufacturing is $15 kind of for starters. Mm-hmm. I can go on a guesstimate that that's going to be uh, probably with the battery, if not more. I would think so. Yeah. Um, I think good automotive manufacturing jobs um, with, with, with not much time on the job, I think you can get up into the twenties an hour pretty quickly and and thirties and you have options for overtime and, um, you know, relatively good benefits, um, which is, which if somebody is getting your healthcare, that's as, boy, that's as good as like 10 grand a year. You know, that's worth Um, its weight in gold. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it's, uh, so you can have people around Douglas County getting in, in on that. Um, but also, you know, people who live, uh, Lenexa, Olathe in that area, Mm -hmm. if they want to come, there's another manufacturing option as well there. So it's gonna, you know, it's gonna bring it's gonna bring us together a little bit closer, right? It it is. It it'll be yeah, just another stepping stone connecting Lawrence to the Kansas City Metro. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's getting closer and closer. I I still don't know if I'd consider Lawrence like Kansas City Metro, but I think I don't know. I think like a lot of like Nielsen measures it as part of the media market, but uh, yeah, uh, anyone who lives in the area like yeah. who lives in Lawrence that. I I don't know what the yeah metric they're using other than like maybe a uh, a market like we share a lot of interests in maybe popular media or sports and all that but um in terms of how far we are from each other like a 45 30 to 45 minute drive uh but it feels like it's getting closer yeah and, I mean if uh K10 wasn't there if yeah. if our access to each other was like a, a two lane highway that would be <laughs> kind of a problem it's, it's, highway 40 we're we're um putting some fresh gravel down on the Oregon trail and, uh, uh-huh. uh <laughs> but, uh, no, the test I always have is, um, if you're out of town in another city, um, like me, I live in Overland park, but I still say, Oh, I'm from Kansas city. But if you live in Lawrence, you say you're from Lawrence. You yeah. Don't say you're yeah. From Kansas city, exactly. You know? yeah. 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 I'll, yeah. I'll say I'm West of Kansas city. Um, yeah. so we have jobs coming in means good paying jobs. And, uh, yeah. So basically we got a, you know, if you're, uh, looking for the, I would say if I'm a homeowner, mm-hmm. uh, either this, uh, you know, is exciting because you have people who can afford, uh, like these home prices or gives you, increases that pile of money or that, that salary range a little bit where, you know, I mean, I mean, if you want to buy like a house, that's, uh, what is the average, uh, probably like 300 and some thousand or below 300,000 in DeSoto or, yeah. met- or Metro Metro or maybe close to like Lenox uh, territory. Um, I, th- I think it is right around, uh, I I, th- I feel bad because I think I just saw that statistic, but I think it's like just below three hundred is is the average transaction price. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is something something we'll just say is two seventy something like that. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so that seems like a lot of people. I don't know if uh, you have your experience of it, if it's like two incomes buying that kind of house or one income. I mean, I don't know if 55,000 could comfortably do that. You probably need a little bit more to get a little more than that. Yeah. But not much more. I I think 65 to 70 could, um, set. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of those good, good jobs there. Yeah. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nice single family home off that salary. Is it fair to say that uh, Kansas City or the KC metro area is in a is there a housing shortage? Would you call it that? Or has it been like that kind of thing for I don't know what qualifies as a shortage, but yeah. Demand has out uh, supply, right? Is outrage yes. supply. Yeah. So, do we call that a so- shortage, or what do you think? Um, it, I guess it, it kind of depends where you where you draw the line at shortage. You know that that's one of those words that implies a problem. You know, a uh, crisis. But um, it's definitely tight inventory. It's it's been hovering around. So, like, there there's a way you can figure out like the average time on market for the area and then the number of homes on the market there's a little bit more to it but that's basically how you figure months of inventory is like how quick things are selling versus how much is currently on the market and our our months of inventory has been hovering around not much more than one month and six months is considered a balanced market so okay um and so you go below six months it's a seller's market if you go above six months of inventory it's a buyer's market and we're just now like creeping up to like one and a half, 1.8 months of inventory. So seller is still a yeah. seller's market. Still. Yes. Very much so. Okay. So is now, this is a question, this is a financial advice, but is now a good time to sell one's house for top dollar? Yeah. You'll still get, you'll, you, you may not get the tippy top of the market that was here six and 12 months ago, but if you've been in your home, mm. I would say more than two years, really three or more, you're really sitting pretty, you're still going to get more than what you paid for your house. <clears throat> generally speaking. Yeah. If, unless, uh, unless you have uh, replastered your walls with asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> what a t- who which, gave him that idea? Yeah. Which, yeah. Where, where did you even get the asbestos? Bob Vila lost his mind <laughs> and he's like, he set up a troll YouTube channel. <laughs> So what you want to do is spray asbestos all over your wall. Like a lot of people might push back on them, but you don't listen to them. You listen to Bob Vila. It does have one upside. It's basically fireproof. (laughs) But, um, but the, uh, don't do that. Don't Uh, do not. (laughs) There's one piece of advice. I am not kidding about on this show. Do not bring asbestos into your home. (laughs) So, I guess if you've been eyeballing the market, trying to think, yes. hey, I'm ready to, what am I, I want to get a certain price point out of it. Uh, and if you've been looking at it for over a year, six months, whatever, however long you've been looking at, and now would be a good time to call Joe yes. and and talk about listing your house. If that's what you want to, if you want to make money out of it and move on to the next chapter of your life uh, after owning this house, uh, or if you have an investment property or something like that, I think just give Joe a call. Yeah. Let's let's figure out what what the situation is. Every house is different, right? You have your yes. own locations, your own situations, uh, upgrades and and such. So, but yeah, I mean, as I sit here now, we've been doing this podcast now for a few months, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do I? Well, you know, we're Tanya's pregnant and all, so the idea of selling a house. Now I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think I think to myself, maybe one life changing thing at a time. Yeah, one foot in front of the other, man. Yeah, yeah let's uh, maybe maybe uh, because when you sell your house and got to buy a new one or yes. or rent in those yes. options that you want to live uh and if you're building a family just my instincts kind of tell me let's uh let's keep the house we currently have yeah. and update that and uh keep the family in this location here until we figure out what the next move is yeah let's get the that's at least how i do it if you do your things there's no one way to do anything it's just this is a great fit for you guys yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it definitely is and and uh we're you know, we feel comfortable here and it's nice. Uh, but I will tell you this. I do eyeball the prices of uh, mm-hmm. 
the square footage in this area. I'm like, Ooh, I just want that money though. Yeah. Why forget the kid, man. I just want the money. <laughs> That's 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 good fathering right there. That's good. Yeah, young Vladimir, your son one day will be telling a therapist, "Yeah, Dad just took the equity out of the house and ran." <laughs> Actually, <laughs> moved into a studio apartment with yeah. all four of us. I think that's illegal. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we were uh, we were actually squatting in a mobile home for a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, we started living in a battery factory. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're DeSoto resident now, then. Yeah. I guess. Yes. Good schools. Good Great schools. schools. They are uh, the you, um, Johnson yes. County baby. Good stuff. Good there stuff. there are portions of. Um, Western Shawnee that um, are actually in the DeSoto school district. And it's a huge selling factor for those, for those homes over there. I, I'll tell you this. I've gassed in that Casey's at the DeSoto exit on K10 a number of mm-hmm. times. I've actually, mm-hmm. I remember probably driving to visit you and hang out. I get guests there. And uh, I was probably, I think it was there on a Friday night, probably during the fall. And I see the football stadium lit up mm-hmm. and it looks like a lot. It's loud. It sounds like yeah. a big game. Yeah. And, and growing up where I grew up, yeah, we like sports, watch football as well. And it's a lot of fun. I know it's not Texas level, but it's a big audience. There's a yeah. thousand cars and people going crazy. I'm like, oh, yeah. to be a sports, uh, like a sports star, like a high school level athlete there. I can see why that is like. You know, Bruce Springsteen saying about glory days, right? That's, That's right. right. The vibe it, he was feeling about was that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun, but yeah, schools look great. They look really like a lot of school spirit. People seem to really enjoy it. I've never heard anyone talk bad about the schools in this area, like ever. No. Um, and DeSoto is one of those areas where, um, a good portion of the schools in the district were built to, um, accommodate new development. So they're new facilities. So, um, yeah, towns around the Metro with a lot of new growth are going to have new state of the art facilities in them as well. Gotta love that if you're a homeowner here, if you've been a homeowner here for a long time and that's ready to list. But yeah, you they kept the schools tip top shape. Businesses as are coming to uh Johnson County. Um, yeah, looks like just a really nice area. I mean, I I could understand why people are are torn sometimes. Like, you know what? Yeah. I could sell this and make my money, but such a great area too. Like yeah. my, maybe my family will want to grow and stay here, you know? Well, and and one way to look at that is, well, that means if we stay here, we're not gonna lose anything. The value is just gonna at worst yeah level out you know Mm -hmm. i mean yes we could always have an economic catastrophe but you just in i i learned this a long time ago just in general you just do not bet against home values in johnson county Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you just don't even if there is an economic catastrophe like well we got to live somewhere yeah (laughs) i have to live somewhere i prefer that to be in a house that we all enjoy yes while we wait out this economic catastrophe, whatever it is, uh, but we'll, we'll get through whatever, whatever that is. And then, but we got to live and, um, and pref- preferably live in an area I'm familiar with and has good schools and uh, community and all that. But yeah, I wouldn't bet against, uh, Johnson County's, uh, real estate market because it just, yeah, it, it, based on over the last, uh, lived here now for, I've lived here only for about 20 years now or about coming up on 20 years in this area. You grew up here. Uh, yeah. it just seems like, so uh, I've been here 24. Even here, twenty. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm only twenty seven years old. And yeah, just thirty. Yeah, this is why I didn't want you. To, could you not put that I've been in real estate twenty years on my website? <laughs> well, we need to like establish that you're an authority. <laughs> it's uh, it, it in the end, it is the good, the correct call. But it's just like, oh, man, people are people are going to know I'm middle aged now, huh? Oh, that's <laughs> like that's such a terrible thing. <laughs> no, you don't want to. There is a I, I when as I get older, I do like the kind of feeling of um that when you're getting into a business of some kind or like a, a skill or a trade or any kind of job that 
that anxiety that comes along with it that creates such like a it creates like a, a pressure of wanting to do better and get better and grow and, and get better at your craft. But then you've been doing it long enough. And that's generally speaking, not for everybody. For us, I would say, if generally speaking, you get into like this middle age of comfort. Like, I know what I'm looking for. I'm always trying to keep yeah. up with like the latest trends or the latest whatever. And I'm trying to, but I know what I'm looking at. I know how it works and I know what, what its value is. And yeah. that being at that point, it's, it's a very comforting feeling. I find it. I don't, yeah. I don't want that anxiety of being mid twenties or late twenties ever to come back, to be honest with you. No, <laughs> I and I think since I've moved past, past that, I think it's tougher to be a 20 something now than it was when I was one. Um, but, uh, could be, but yeah, something that does make it easier is like you and I were both talking off air. I'm not talking out of turn saying something too personal, but we're both working on our fitness, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, we are. It ma- makes getting older a little easier if at least you're still improving. Abs- you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you rest on your laurels yeah. uh, in any way, honestly, I-, I can't think of a way where resting your laurels is tends to not be a good, it, it tends to not be a good idea to rest in your laurels. Uh, so, and, and, and taking care of your health, obviously that's, yeah. uh, you know, it's easy to like get lazy on that when you're 20, when you can like eat whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, where you get to our age, it's like, okay, uh, starting to, <laughs> it's starting yeah. to get a little bit hard to bend over here or <laughs> I'm not digesting food as well. As but, I used uh, to. We, we have both made a, uh, little side bet here. Uh, the one of us who does better at the NFL combine next year is, uh, uh, buys, uh, uh gets a steak dinner from the other. So, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah. so that's a lofty fitness goal. That's going to the <laughs> NFL combine and competing against is it the, <laughs> men in their twenties in peak physical condition. (laughs) (laughs) I I think if I ever got to like like the combine where maybe if we're, or even like, even like a KU division one football practice. Okay. I imagine myself going down there, even though I love KU, I'm supportive, but uh, when it comes to like, uh, in terms of their rankings, in terms of professional, uh, not NCAA football, there's a lot of room to grow and we're all, we're all anxiously waiting and we're all excited. We like what's going on. We just want to see it happen. However, if you go down there and it's like the best athletes, high school athletes across the country playing for KU, I imagine myself like in a football practice with them and being tackled by one of them. And like, my my mind goes to like my shoes still being in place and but I'm like over here but I don't think it would be that nice I think my my legs would still be in the shoes but my I would be ripped from my legs yeah. you know like a big bloody stumps still walking and and I'm over here like oh that one that one hurt a little bit yeah yeah if we if we tried to walk onto the KU football team the medical community would be writing articles about our injuries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to study. We will, our names will be like in those, uh, yeah, those NIH.gov, those health white papers they, they published to like educate other doctors. Yeah. Uh, Joe Stevenson tried to walk onto the KU football team. Now has a condition called knee powder. Yes. <laughs> knee powder (laughs) so how do you treat that like well he doesn't have knees anymore we're trying to add water and like a quick mix it up like a cement kind of thing (laughs) but uh knee powders (laughs) oh my gosh can you imagine that even though like uh or even division two for crying out loud i mean these are like peak physical like dudes from age like 18 to 22 (laughs) been playing football since they were like you know you know 10 years old and the idea like uh, that, I always remind myself of that. If you're ever like find yourself complaining about your f- favorite football program, like yeah. college football and like, ah, oh, I can't do anything, but I don't, I am not saying that I could do any better. No, yeah. if I got out there and I got hit by one of these guys, I would be, uh, I would die. It would yes. be the end of me. <laughs> so, 
but yeah, I can never get over. I, I even uh, follow them on Facebook. Like it shows like their morning workouts through the summer. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> they went up the hill no. like 20. shows them videotaping them running up the hill 20 times. Like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Yeah. Cool. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're changing. The economic landscape is changing. The everything changes in that. Yeah. And we want to ch- ideally change for the better. Now, it seems yeah. like we're going in that direction, which yeah. brings me to this next topic. Smart home upgrades. We're talking yes. about uh, EV batteries, electrical vehicle batteries. Uh, there's a lot of smart home features. Uh, and and putting an EV charger in one's home is a popular uh, thing I've noticed, yes. at least by search engine standards, because I do a lot of SEO research, keyword research. And I've realized that EV, adding EVs, uh, and especially in the last six months, I, f- I feel like gas prices probably has something to do with that. That's where my instinct goes. It, yeah. it, there's been like a normal trend, and I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I swear to you, based on keyword research and interest in home chargers for EVs, uh, it was just kind of going up steadily. And then the last six months, it just spiked. Yeah. So I'm thinking gas might have drove that in that interest a little bit. It, it could have um, that, you know, that there's a ton of factors there. Uh, but um, I've seen, you know, chargers in general, um, even if you don't have a full on electric vehicle that, you know, they have plug in hybrids now that that uh, you can use a home charger for um, the whole industry is shifting to electric, you know, um, yeah. large companies like Volkswagen, Mercedes-Benz, they, they've all said, I, I, you know, they've all said different years, but over the next 10 years, the bulk of their manufacturing is going to be electric vehicles. That's just the way it's going. Um, and so, yeah, again, for our area to have a piece of the action with, mm-hmm. with a uh, battery plant, it's, uh, and go, speaking to smart homes, um, you know, m- Quite a bit in our homes is electrified, mm-hmm. but I think much like um, our automobiles, our homes are yet going to be even more electrified because one, we have more electronic devices with smart home features and things like that. But I think eventually we're going to move away from uh, gas cooktops and, and gas water heaters as well. Um, I think those are going the way of electric and and uh, um, wow, yeah, I, I, that's I, quite a statement there. Yeah, I mean. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the market share is for gas versus electric now. I do know, didn't California pass a thing that says they want to get away from gas and focus on electric or is it vice versa? I think it's any new building can't have that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, well, the, um, I think California is going to push it a lot because it, it's just to move away from fossil fuels, you know, um, as clean as natural gas burns in our homes. It is still burning a hydrocarbon fuel that right. does produce carbon dioxide. Yeah. And so I, th- I think it is, yeah, uh, California. I don't know the wording of the regulation, but yeah, this uh, is just a headline. Yeah, I don't yeah. even. Uh, I probably even got it completely wrong. Speaking of, uh, yeah. this is kind of a. It's not really not meant to be political, but it's kind of it gets that way. But did you see the thing that um, uh, Biden did? Uh, he was talking about. Uh, I only know this because Elon Musk was being interviewed about this, where they went to like this electronic uh, EV kind of thing, where mm-hmm. Biden spoke to them. And he didn't mention Tesla one time. <laughs> I didn't know. That. You didn't know that. Yeah, he, that, is, that is funny and that's prob- probably deliberate. Yes. Yeah, it's deliberate. Like that's yeah. also not. That's not fair. Yeah. Because Tesla's kind of uh, they've been the the kind of the the EV brand that gets people excited and the marketing. My son loves Teslas. Yeah. And uh, if if 
if you're a member of any political party, it goes there and talks about this great EV growth and this great land of like now people like EVs and you don't mention Tesla. That seems unfair to me. Like you got, I mean, I know he's, he was speaking like at a Ford or it was like, if it's like general motors thing, maybe it's like, okay, I don't want to mention a a competitor brand. That that could affect that. That could have been it. Or I have to look into what he was, where he was at. It could have been a, um, like altogether thing that, uh, but I know it, Elon Musk mentioned it and it rubbed him the wrong way. Yeah. It's like, you, how can you go to this big thing about electric vehicles and not even bring up the concept of Tesla? Yeah. Which I think is a fair, uh, fair pushback. No. And, and um, yeah, credit where credit is due. Yeah. A lot of our electrification of vehicles, um, you know, pe- people know what a Tesla is, you know, that, that was a company I don't, uh, 10 years ago, maybe a little more than that, you know, they uh elon musk basically electrified a sports car called the lotus elise and sold it as as a his vehicle and now they're a full-on manufacturer with uh three or four different models you know the the type s the type x the model three um if i'm forgetting one apologies to mr musk uh but uh, (laughs) uh, come on our podcast (laughs) yeah why don't you get him we should get him on that'd be a good get um pencil him in before bill gates um but that's right well, okay, so, but yeah, he did it. I mean, if you think about it, um, like I, I remember Tom Hanks being on like, was it Letterman or Leno? And he was talking about his electric car back in the, was it mid nineties or whatever? And remember that Could movie, be. Who Killed the Electric Who Killed the Electric Car? Yeah. It was like a whole thing. It, it went up, people tried it, it collapsed for whatever reason. And there was a combination of uh, if it's a manufacturing or the market doesn't want it yet or the market's not interested yet. But but somehow, some way, uh, Tesla has, it seems like it's not, not only does it have to be a functional car that gets you there has to be cool, has to be mm-hmm. interesting, has mm-hmm. to be fun, different. And like, and if you're asking like me 10 years ago, 15 years, 15 years ago, how do you make a cool car? Like I have no idea. Yeah. I, I honestly, I know you like cars more than I do. Like you are a car aficionado as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you make a cool car, uh, electric, an electric car. Cool. And then I see like uh, my friend bought a Tesla and you get into it and how like all the features it has, mm-hmm. all the funny things it can do. It's almost yeah. like sometimes the features that he has in there reminds me of Homer's car he designed. <laughs> yeah. Like At Powell Motors. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he's comes all these crazy childlike ideas. And I swear to God, Elon Musk had, had to have that episode of the Simpsons yeah. in his brain. Like I wanted to do this. I wanted to make fart noises. I wanted it to like literally play video, makes fart noises. Yeah, fart no- yeah, yeah. It makes fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play video games in there. Yeah. It's like, well, he pretty much did that episode as Homer Simpson in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that was, he made it, he makes it cool. I mean, my son, he's five years old. He loves Tesla's for yeah. what he plays Roblox and he plays Minecraft. That's where he sees them. Yeah. He also likes Bugattis and he likes, he basically, yeah. if it's really expensive, he tends to like it. I don't know what's, what's the deal with that. But he just no. like something that's more expensive. I guess it's built into his video games. The harder you work at getting points, mm. the more you unlock cool things and more features. And I guess it's in some way baking into the cake of the more you work, the more money you make, the more cool stuff you get to have. Is that well, how we're doing it? Is that how we're selling capitalism here? That's uh, well, it's um, planting the seeds of ambition in your son. You know, be like, yeah, we grew up in a nice place, but my dad never had a Bugatti. You know, <laughs> come on, like, that's a that's a little bit lofty yeah. of a goal. I can't. Yeah. I'm not a Bugatti person. Well, your son's gonna have like a garage full of cars and he'll be like, yeah, that's my Tuesday Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of me like taking out like a cash out refi in my house and using that to buy a Bugatti. 
and I park it outside my house in this neighborhood <laughs> because you have like all this like very middle class family stuff, like very basic brands, but there's a Bugatti there. Like that's that doesn't fit in the situation we have here. Um, I'm sure you've got a lot of equity in your home, but I'm not sure you could buy much more than a Bugatti tire because <laughs> the tires alone are like 30 grand on that car. Jeez, no, I I think I have more. I can afford a, I can afford a few tires. Okay, with the equity. Okay. Uh, assuming they don't, <laughs> assuming they don't do the eighty percent rule, my cash out. <laughs> do they do a hundred percent rule? I guess I need a VA cash out if I want to do that, which I was not in the military, cannot do that. Um, go enlist. If I go enlist right now, yeah. <laughs> I get the VA loans. Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability is a big one um, for this generation. Gen Z loves sustainability, um, so making your house more sustainable. Uh, EV chargers for your home, making your thermostat like a smart up uh, electric upgrade for your thermostat is good. Um, basically, running your house, I guess, from your mobile device, like that yes. seems like to be the big thing too. Yeah, you can turn your sprinklers on and off, open your garage, lock your front door, open and close your shades, turn lights on and off. Basically, yeah. the Epcot Center ride. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, our phones. Yeah, <laughs> the house of tomorrow. It's on my phone next to my social media where people call me an asshole. <laughs> there was not that set in Epcot. That was not there. <laughs> Chris, at Epcot, you know, what, what, when were those rides built? The 60s or 70s? If, you know, everything would have been automated, but the idea of doing it from your phone, like people would have been like, what does that mean? Like I turn the dial like, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to eight and my lights come on, you know? I remember Bill Gates doing an interview about where uh, he was doing a thing about iPods. I remember he was being, this is like what, 2003 or four. I remember this. They were asking him about the iPod and he was, Oh, I prefer the Zune <laughs> because that's Microsoft's version <laughs> of it. Uh, and they're like, well, but everyone's talking about the iPod, putting all the music in there, easy to use, forget CDs. Now we're listening to MP3s this way. And I remember him saying, um, you know, I, I still think like the, the future of this of putting that I'm more interested in, uh, you know, how we can put that into our phones. And at the time I was still using a Nokia brick mm. and I was like, well, that's a, this, I mean, my first instinct was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And how, this is why I'm not a tech entrepreneur. Right. I don't have that kind of vision. Um, as you see the landscape there, but he was probably just commenting on something that was so obvious to any VC tech person yeah. in the time. Like we're talking about everyone's moving to phones now. It's just who can do it the best, the fastest and more reliably. And then a few years later, the iPhone come out, comes out and, I remember I actually had a BlackBerry for a little while too. Those are actually, I like the BlackBerry. Um, can't really look at the internet on it, but it was easy to type and send texts on it. Um, the BlackBerry. Yeah. I think um, that that's what I think of as one of the first smartphones. Yeah. Um, and I heard about them like in a politics classic KU, like, yeah, all of Congress uses Blackberries to stay in touch. And, well, they're easy to write emails from, yeah. but with the uh, like texting and you can write an email. You could write an email very easily from your BlackBerry. Um, even to this day, I don't like writing messages very much on my iPhone. I do it. Yeah. it it's gotten better. And but I my spelling is off. Whereas typing on the BlackBerry was so perfect. It mm. felt really good. Wish they could bring that back. But um, you know, that everything kind of being on your phone has gotten us used to devices that are connected. And and you know, um, how many homes now have an an Alexa or um, in them, you know, where people can just like stand in their kitchen and be like, Alexa, give me a recipe for chicken and rice, you know, and, <laughs> and it'll give you one. And, uh, yeah. and you can be like, hey, now it's, what's the relative humidity of Scottsdale? And it'll tell you that mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. same device, mm -hmm. you know, 
Um, yeah. Uh, the I usually smart homes. I like how the new homes in your development or the Weikert developments, they're mm-hmm. set up for smart home features. Yeah. Uh, sounds like if you want to buy a house, uh, you have to like specify that you want smart home stuff in it or or if you move in and you want to upgrade your home the wiring is already there that can do it that's the big thing yeah making sure we've wired with data lines properly because those those are harder to put in after the fact um mm-hmm. and uh yeah when a builder builds a home they don't necessarily put a ton of smart features in it because it's still something people kind of tailor to their own needs um and you know a buyer over 40 wouldn't really care if they have to open and close their own shades, you know, but uh, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. It's a a personal, it's a choice, but I guess it's that infrastructure. Like, can we do it if we want to? And the answer is we need to have the wires in there to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something uh, the builders started doing um, around the early two thousands. I almost said turn of the century, but that just sounds like, like I'm talking about something so archaic, you know, but, uh, Uh Mm -hmm. but about that time. um, Yeah. Builders started putting in, um, different data lines um cat five and cat six lines um some builders will put uh will just run a pvc pipe from the basement to the attic just in the middle of the home so if you ever need to fish wires through the house it's a lot easier now they call it a wire chase it's it's a few hundred bucks i'd put one in my house even if i don't have anything to put in it at day one i would you know i put a yeah. I put a wire in my house uh, at&t's google fiber mm-hmm. or the, the fiber optic the fiber cable for my internet mm-hmm. yeah a thousand what it was a that's a gig it's the fastest internet i've ever had in my life yeah i i don't want to i don't know if this is right or wrong i think it is i think google fiber and at&t partnered up i looked this up i looked uh-huh. this up uh it was like they did the thing together because this is curiously curiosity i don't know the right word uh they they, uh seems like they partnered go check it out google it yourself i looked it up seems like they're working together uh and i have that high-speed internet in my house now it's it's like you know 300 uh, megabit upload 500 megabit download and it's oh wow yeah remarkable um and yeah so i'd wonder like so my house is wired up like that now on smart home features i would have to probably add that um but yeah the the it's i mean if it's sustainable if it the idea of like, uh, I do like the idea of not having my air conditioning, like being on while my, while I'm not using it. Right. Right. If we take like two week vacation and, you know, or if you have like a, maybe a pet cat and yeah, you know, maybe you want to keep, I don't know, however you want to cool up your heat, heat up your house. Um, but those are nice features to have on your mobile device. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on a vacation. Yeah. You obviously don't want your thermostat set at a level where, you know, the house is empty there makes no sense but be nice you know you're hopping on the plane to come back home you open your phone and turn the ac back on so it is cool when you get back there mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. uh, i like those commercials where they get off the plane and they turn on the car when the father landing so it oh, gets yeah. up in the, in the driving way in the airport hopefully the i'm just glad the plane doesn't crash because we're told not to do that <laughs> oh yeah yeah yes the plane crashes like yeah it was a uh, bill in the third row <laughs> He said his car would have been too hot when he got home. <laughs> Sorry, you lost your family in that crash. <laughs> Joe and I, we talked about earlier about like we're losing weight and um, and I'm down 20 pounds. <clears throat> still, I'm still pretty heavy, the heaviest I've ever been in my life, but I'm down 20 pounds and we're getting better. Uh, I always have this fear of uh, one time I was um, flying from Wichita to Denver and it was like a turboprop. Oh, yeah. It was smaller, right? But still yeah. like I think Frontier Airlines is running it and it was the first time I ever like 
whenever like you're on there and the pilot says like, okay, we have a weight distribution issue. So if people can get uh, up here and they say like, if three people can go from one side of the plane to the other, and my mind, my, in my mindset, if I was down there, they'd be like, or the guy sitting in F10. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just looks at me slowly, like, fine, I'll get on the other side. <laughs> when he's walking on the plane, one of the flight crew just slaps a sticker on him that says ballast. <laughs> Just so they know, the other crew members know, this guy's the ballast. He's going to just move around. What does that mean? Ballast? Yeah, what's ballast? Um, it is, uh, it, um, it's basically moving weight around to balance a vehicle. Uh, they use ballast in ships and airplanes. Ballast? Yes. Wow. Uh, a big, That's a reference. Big cargo ships have ballast tanks <laughs> where they will take in seawater. Or there's or there's like a really heavy guy on most crew. No. Uh, it's a, um, <laughs> what do you... What, what do you think our listeners are? What do they do for a living? Do you think, do you think they would know that reference? Well, if they didn't, they just learned something. We right? just did. Yeah. Um, I watch um, Formula One racing and they build their cars under the weight limits of the regulation and they bring it up to weight with ballast yeah. and they can make the cars handle different ways by moving weight forward or backward or side to side. But basically they just try and keep it as low and close to the center as possible. What's that Peter Griffin thing? I learned something. I learned something today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the, so whenever I think about like, yeah, customers of, was it customers of size? I don't know if they're still using that term or not, but I was thinking, I think I'm customer of size right now. I need to get my stuff in gear. I, I refer to myself as a man of ample carriage. <laughs> That's nice. Man of ample. That's five syllables. Yeah. Fits. Well, I stole it from the Simpsons when Homer decided Six to syllables. gain a lot of weight to get out of work mm -hmm. and he goes to the movies uh the guy at the movie's like uh sir we don't have seats that accommodate a gentleman of your carriage <laughs> <laughs> so upgrades to homes ev chargers yes going to grow only going to grow sustainable um smart thermostats uh let's see what else is there smart lighting smart lighting oh that's a good one um, remember phone stuff like that you know, lighting yeah, and if you want to take it this far, like uh, I mentioned before, shades, you know, um, as the sun moves across the sky, maybe you want to set a timer on your shades oh. to close the ones on the south side of the house in the middle of the day or something. Well, I got one for solar panels. Solar panels. Yep. Are those still things? They are. And uh, they are gaining ground. Some people will install them and attach them to their car chargers uh, to get as much um, off-grid energy into their cars um, as possible. Uh, solar panels still aren't quite as efficient, quite efficient enough to, um, I think, fully charge a car overnight, but um, it's a little bit that helps. Um, and to that point, um, solar panels um, can actually make your, if they're pulling in enough energy and your house isn't using it, it basically goes back out to the grid and makes your electric meter run backwards. You, they pay you. They pay you. They can they pay, pay they you can, for that sweet, sweet electricity. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, <clears throat> one more point I want to make before I forget. Uh, we were talking about electric chargers for vehicles. Um, sometimes you do need to um, have a separate service line brought in because sometimes they do draw a lot of current, especially the ones that charge faster. Um, so you may need another, a whole separate meter for that. Mm. In fact, uh, I've heard it is advantageous to do that because if you put your electric charger on your same meter, electric companies basically bill you sometimes with what is turns out to be a reverse bulk rate, which means if you go over a certain amount of kilowatts, they will charge you more per kilowatt hour 
to kind of penalize you for using too much electricity. Mm. And sometimes uh, these EV chargers can go over that. And so if they're on a separate meter, they're not uh-huh. driving that meter uh-huh. up as high. So um, you should have a professional take care of all that. You, you should. I think yes, so. Yes, I think we should. Don't yes. do this yourself. Putting in a electric meter is not a DIY <laughs> No, not no, no, at all. No, 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 no. This is a very dangerous thing. Licensed, find someone licensed who knows what they're doing. In fact, um, I recently had a little bit of experience with this, kind of sort of related. Um, in new homes construction, you want your breaker box in your house as close to your electric meter as possible. And the electric company is very um, restrictive on where the uh, meter can go in. You basically cannot run a line diagonally across your property to put an electric meter wherever you want. So say you wanted your breaker box uh, in your garage, but the garage is on the opposite side of where the main service comes in. You just wouldn't be able to do it. And so we had um, a home being built where the service line was coming into the house where the electrical panel would have had to have been in a bedroom and the homeowner didn't want that. So just to put the panel and another part of the house, basically run a line up through the attic and put the panel in the um, laundry room. Um, the initial quote from the electrician was $1,000 um, because it's the big, heavy main service line and and you you got to know what you're doing oh, yeah. to move it around. Yeah, we don't skimp on it. We, yeah. don't, we don't do it this cheap. We do this properly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal to put in a panel and a meter. Um, is my point with that whole story. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, yeah, that's not, this is not DIY. So make sure no. you hire a licensed electrician for that one. But yeah, okay, sustainable electric lighting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, probably even upgrading your breaker box too. My, now we're talking about breaker boxes. That, that's a thing, right? Yes, um, especially if you're in an older home, um, older style breakers. Um, yeah, uh, um, you know, if, if you're buying an older home, most home inspectors will know. Um, what breakers aren't used anymore. I was in a home one time on an inspection and the inspector opens the breaker panel and he has like a thermal imaging reader and he goes, all right, if you notice there, those breakers are 40 degrees hotter than the ambient air temperature. Uh, Nobody uses these anymore. They're basically outlawed. (laughs) And so, yeah, modern breakers are, are a thing. Um, even the system of breakers over fuses is considered a modern improvement. Um, but yeah, even since we've gone from widespread use of fuses to breakers, there are modern breakers that are better than others to use. Yeah. Yeah. These are, wow. Things, you know, just by getting in the homes business. Yeah. And also I know all that about breakers and service lines. Uh, even as much as I know, I know, not to touch it. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you see bare copper, don't lick it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only you can prevent forest fires. Or <laughs> I can see you like being like a Smokey the Bear kind of thing, but don't lick <laughs> copper wires. Yeah. Seems obvious, but you'd be it surprised. Does. It does. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I mean, there are low voltage things like you can shut off a breaker to a room and a handyman or a uh, you know, a, a handy homeowner can like put in a ceiling fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say though, if you're touching wires, uh, don't do it alone because if something goes wrong and you do get an electric shock, um, you want somebody else there because this is getting a, a little into the weeds, but when you are getting an electric shock, your muscles contract 
And it's a weird deal where your muscles could contract and your hand would close up around whatever's shocking you. Mm -hmm. And you would need literally somebody to knock you off of that um, with a wooden broom handle. It's like that scene from Home Alone 2. Or Home Alone yeah. 1, where Marv turns into a skeleton. Yes, that, that can happen. Don't be Marv. Yeah. <laughs> the sticky bandits, Marv. The sticky bandits, yeah. I've seen this. Look, I've, I've seen the medical uh, videos where Marv did that. Yeah. He got electrocuted. It was really hilarious. Yeah. He turns into a skeleton for a second. Yeah. Then a puff of smoke comes up. He goes back. His yeah. hair is all fried. You know, he was fine. So he was fine. He was fine. Yeah. He even had that little imprint of the iron on his face. Yes. That hit him right in the face. <laughs> You know, stepped on a nail. That, was, that looked like that hurt really that bad. That was Daniel Stern who played him, right? Daniel Stern, yeah. That yeah. was him, yeah. He was in other movies after that, so he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this it really happened. It yeah. really happened, too, yeah. Oh, he, there was no stuntman there. There's no special <laughs> effects. <laughs> there was, yeah, John Hughes, not a filmmaker. He was just a sadistic person <laughs> who filmed people harming themselves. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin needed therapy. He's like, this isn't me. I don't hurt people. Why am I throwing paint cans at Joe Pesci's head? <laughs> well, Joe, Pe like, Joe Pesci, I couldn't get over like how just his ego, like ever since I saw that house, I wanted it. Like, dude, move on. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people not home. Go rob another house. There's a kid in there. You don't want this on your record. You're just robbing houses. Now a kid's life is in danger. There's a whole other rap sheet you got to deal with. Just move on to the next house, my dude. Yeah. By the way, as a real estate agent, I think I've mentioned this before, but seeing that movie now and seeing that house in that movie, I'm like, damn, that's a nice house. Yeah, I right. could list that dual staircases. I think it's three stories. And then there's like a part where I'm like, oh, that's kind of a small kitchen. Is that a detached garage on that? Oh, no, uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe know. not. Yeah. But so, was it Chicago suburbs? Uh, Chicago suburbs. Yeah. Next you know. to uh, the John Candy's uh, polka band from Sheboygan. <laughs> That's, uh, no, he was yeah, popular in Sheboygan. They're out of Wisconsin, somewhere in Wisconsin. Yeah. I don't remember. I just, yeah, I just remember Catherine O'Hara yeah. uh, riding home with them. Isn't that funny? Like she got home and then 10 minutes later, the rest of the family gets home. Yeah. Just like, like in real just, life. Just yeah. take the flight. <laughs> they yeah. At that point, you save 10 minutes yeah. so you can like have that nice moment alone with Kevin. And then yeah. they, they have a nice like, kind of reconciliation. And then the family comes in. Yeah, we got the flight. You didn't want to hit it. We, so we stayed around. We, well, you got here about 10 minutes ago. Like you, you should have just flew home. <laughs> what was the deal? Like the whole extended family was going to Paris for Christmas. Like does, did your whole extended family ever go to europe for christmas no no in fact that's the last thing you don't you go home yeah. and you stay home for christmas yeah. you don't go to like a family vacation uh, if you do you go to like key west or a beach thing you don't go to another cold climate area <laughs> yeah or where another member of the family lives you know it's like well we're all going to arkansas you know? i could see my family like if we let's say we got bored one year like we've been doing this every year and we're all grown up now like i can see us going to maybe colorado go skiing yeah, for yeah. a christmas getaway yeah. like a breckenridge or keystone kind of yeah. thing uh i can see that happening but it's driving it's driving distance from where we live if i remember correctly it took two airport shuttles for them to get you know that was a big crew they were taking you know so. we should like break down like we should break down like popular movie homes uh moving forward and one yeah. of these episodes but yeah i could go on and on about just they really i mean robbing that house i took the long way around that <laughs> after the first booby trap i would have been out like i'm not even robbing this there's a kid in there i'm out i assume a parent is here if there's a kid running around and marv even said that he goes if the kid's there you know this parent's got to be there that would be my instinct. But yeah. Joe's like, he's home alone. The, he said the name of the film, which yeah. is a big moment for any actor, right? Like, right. Was, yeah. It's like clear and present danger. Like, ah, oh, they said the line in the movie, the, the name of the, the movie in there. Um, and like, I would have been out. Like if I saw a kid like 
shouting for his dad in while he's decorating the tree. I'm like, okay, we're robbing a different house. This is so yeah, stupid. That's enough recon right there. And yeah. how much money could he possibly have gotten out of that? Yeah. Stealing jewelry, make a couple of thousand bucks and move on. Well, Kevin's dad was a drug trafficker. There was a lot of cash in that house. <laughs> now that now I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> His drug trafficking. He was Walter White in the nineties. <laughs> They're breaking open appliances and finding bundles of cash. Like, oh my god! Told you. He wanted to rob that house. There, there couldn't have been that much money in there that really justify putting a kid's life in danger. I don't know. Good movie though. Good yeah. movie. Love that movie. Well, uh, yeah, but it is. Um, one of the movies I see broken down the most by experts online, like uh, Legal Eagle did yeah, uh, so. all the laws broken. <laughs> and like then like a that. week ago, I was watching a trauma surgeon break down all of the robber's injuries. And the yeah, that's a spinal crush injury. They <laughs> The movie should have kind of ended right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, he's not walking after that one. Yeah. No, oh, the amount of head trauma. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I don't know how he's still, he should not be walking right now. I like when they break down like Rocky's defense, his <laughs> boxing defense. Like, remember that you ever watched that? Watch the ESPN 30 for 30 where they break down Rocky four. And one guy is like, <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> You know, great fanfare, but defensively, the worst boxing I've ever seen. <laughs> the guy landed 98% of his power throws. <laughs> and you watch Rocky enough times like, yeah, there's no defense at all here. He's just letting him punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, 30 for 30. Yeah, but, good one. Uh, but that will be a fun topic. Maybe break down movie houses and like. That's mm, a good idea. That's not right. <laughs> all right. All right. Joe, good. Good episode. Uh, good news good for news. our friends in DeSoto uh-huh. uh, and the yeah. KC Metro and, good, and the, yeah. the surrounding areas, right? Yes. We're very excited to see how this plays out. We're going to keep our tabs on this as it develops. Yes. Uh, we're going to keep tabs on that. By the, I, and I didn't even get into like just uh, kind of the manufacturing uh, thing as well. You know, uh, we uh, here in Lawrence, they had pretzels factory get brought in as well. Yeah. And remember, they I, I should have gotten into this earlier, but real quick, I like how they pushed out. They kind of pushed out the Tyson's chicken thing because they didn't uh, want this place to smell like chicken. I uh, guess. And they replaced it with a pretzels thing I'm like, ooh, pretzels. We can do that. Yeah, now it smells like a food court at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that. We'll be following this as uh, as home prices, uh, you know, they 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 expand, they contract, expand, grow. And so we're keeping our eyes on this stuff. So thank you for listening anything you want to say to the like kind listeners before we get out of happy uh happy house hunting and uh yeah well uh in the meantime like subscribe like share subscribe joe the realtor that's you joe stevenson if uh you liked it tell a friend if you didn't like it uh tell somebody you hate (laughs) thanks for listening yeah